Blog Talk Radio. Janet Taylor coming to you live 
from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Glory be to God. I am so excited to be with you all on tonight. Our ministry, hallelujah, is located here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And our web address is www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com. If you want to write us, you can by writing P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. If you want to email us, you can do so at jet245 at msn.com. That's J as in Joy, E as in Edward, T as in Tom, 25 at msn.com. Glory be to God. If you are blessed by this ministry and you desire to sow into this ministry to help support what God is doing here at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, you can do so by um, uh, reaching out to us or, uh, or making a donation through PayPal or through Zelle using the email address jet245 at msn.com. Now, I want to tell you about something that's really special that's going on in this ministry. We have what is uh, known as a prayer line. It is called the sweet hour of prayer because Jesus said to his disciples, can you not pray with me for one hour? And that's exactly what we do. We pray for one hour Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. Hallelujah. And that is Eastern Standard Time. We also pray on Sunday night at 8 p.m. And if you want to join us and be a part of this, it is a free conference call. You can join us by calling area code 425-436-6333. And the code for it is 716-5050 and followed by the pound sign. That's 425-436-6333. And the code is 716 716- Five zero five zero, followed by the pound sign. Glory be to God. I would like to invite you all to go to our website where you can even purchase some of our products. You can purchase that song, I've Got Joy. That's a song that I recorded and actually produced, I've Got Joy. Also, you can get my number one best-selling book, Sleeping with the Enemy. That book is also available by going to the website. And my new book, brand new, hot off the press, called The Road to Freedom, you can get that book. Sleeping with the Enemy is $10. The Road to Freedom is $20, or better, $19.99, but we just say $20. All right, so if you want to get any of the products that we have, you can go there. Um, we just thank you in advance for your support in this ministry. We love you, and we are about to get started in the Word of God. We just want to hear what God has to say to us tonight 
And so those of you that have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, and um, we're going to start with this verse. It says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. All right. So the Bible warns us, or shall I say forewarns us, those who believe in Jesus Christ, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And the word perilous means full of danger or grave risk. Now, also, it also tells us that all who will live godly, this is 2 Timothy 3 and 12, all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So, the Bible says, because evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So, based on these two scriptures, we know that perilous times are here. They are actually here. The suffering and the persecution abound. For those who are trusting in the Lord Jesus, while the world seems to be floating on flowery beds of ease. If you look at the celebrities and all the lifestyle of the rich and famous, it looks like they got it made in the shade. We must not be moved by what we see, hear, feel, or even think, because these are also the days of deception. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, take heed that no man deceive you. It looked like uh, uh, a certain group of people, it looked like they are problem-free. It looked like they got it going on. It looked like, like I said, like they are on flowery beds of ease. And it looked like there is nothing wrong with our culture and society, but that is the farthest thing from the truth. We must not be moved by what we see. What we as believers need to do is cooperate with Christ Jesus. And that is the title of tonight's teaching, cooperating with Christ. Glory be to God. Now, when we think about cooperating with Christ, the, last, the least thing that comes to our mind is suffering. But that's what it means. Actually, Suffering is part of the believer's package, but we must let God get the glory out of us. You know, when we suffer, we need to be, make sure that we're suffering for righteousness' sake because there are two kinds of suffering. Uh, there's the suffering for righteousness' sake, and then there is the suffering as an evildoer. Now, when we as believers, um, when we suffer, I, I'll say this, when we as humans suffer evildoer, God is not to blame for that. It is only, that's just the consequence of, of doing evil. But when we suffer for righteousness sake, we are being persecuted as believers because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you something, grace is your reward. Glory be to God. The Apostle Paul, 
he knew, uh, uh, you know, what was waiting on him when he was about to go up to Jerusalem. And he was warned by a prophet named Agabus. And Agabus warned him with tears. And the other uh, believers that were with him, they wept, they kissed him on his neck, and they just carried on. And Paul said, what is this? What, 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 what do you mean by all of this? Paul told them, none of these things move me. That's in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. Because Paul understood 2 Timothy 2 and 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us also. So Paul understood that. He knew what it meant to cooperate with Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. Paul did not try to run from his suffering. He did not waste his time trying to resist it. He cooperated with Christ. Paul was shipwrecked, Paul was snake bit, Paul was beaten, Paul was uh, put in prison. Paul, all sorts of things happened to Paul. And um, Paul, he let God have his way. And that's what God wants us to do, is to let him have his way. You see, the cup of suffering from heaven is united with a baptism of fire. So, so many people want to be anointed, but they don't want to suffer anything. They don't want to go through anything. I, I, I once heard a lady, uh, she, she brought a prayer request on a um, radio program that I was listening to, and her prayer request was, Lord, let my daughter find a job where she won't have to suffer. And I said to myself, you know, that definitely was a mother's prayer. Um, but it was not a realistic prayer because I said to myself, well, where is she going to work? On any job that you work on, there's going to be some suffering. As a matter of fact, work in itself is uh, a type of suffering. Glory be to God. So, uh, and that's even if you work at home, there's going to be some type of suffering. Glory be to God. But suffering produces the anointing. Um, there are some people who are more anointed than others, and we wonder why. How do they get so anointed? anointed? It's because of the things that they suffered. Glory be to God. They let God have his way. They cooperated with Christ Jesus. They suffered the things that they've gone through, and uh, because of it, they have been baptized with fire. Glory be to God. The anointing of fire is upon them. Now, if you want the anointing from God, you better be prepared to suffer. Now, I learned um, a Hebrew word, mordin. It's the word for season. And if we look at um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm going to turn there right now. Let's look at Ecclesiastes Chapter 3, because I want to, um, I always want to make sure I read the scriptures correctly. Glory be to God. And this is what it says. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. It says, to everything 
there is a season and a time under the heaven. So it's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So there is a moadim, a season for everything. And Solomon was teaching this. Glory be to God. And what we know is there's a season for suffering. Um, the scriptures tell us our life affliction, which is but for a moment, but for a season, glory be to God, worketh for us, glory be to God, and exceeding an eternal weight of glory. So we need to yield to the Lord's fire baptism on our life. We need to yield to that because God is shaping us and molding us. And, you know, if you've ever seen a potter working on uh, 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 some pottery, um, one of the stages after he shapes it and molds it with his hands, before it is ready for use, that pottery has got to be fired in an oven that is heated up so hot. Those are the afflictions. Those are the persecutions. That's the suffering in the believer's life. So the enemy wants you to think that suffering is a bad thing. No, our suffering is but for a season, and it works for our good and for God's glory. Hallelujah. So we need to yield to what God is doing. Let God have his way because God is making us into a vessel of honor. And um, I, I, I want to turn your attention to First uh, Peter 5 and 10. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And this is what it says. It says, after you have suffered a while. Now listen to this. It says, after you have suffered a while, the Lord Jesus Christ make you perfect, establish you, strengthen, and settle you. Glory be to God. So we need to let God have his way. We need to cooperate with Christ. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he cooperated with his Father. Glory be to God. The Bible tells us that though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. That's Hebrews 5 and 8. And he stood there and he suffered the abuse. He was beaten. He was, uh, his beard was plucked out. He was spit upon. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. They put a crown of thorns on his head. But the Bible says that he went as a lamb before the slaughter. And he opened not his mouth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He endured the suffering and the shame. Glory be to God. And he did not revile when being reviled. I, I, I just want to read it for you. Glory be to God. It, it, it makes me tremble. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. 
and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. You see, Jesus went through this. He cooperated with his Father. Glory be to God. He did not try to resist the suffering that he had to go through for the salvation of our souls. He was in pain. He he truly suffered. Uh, 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 uh. There's nobody who has ever suffered like Christ has suffered. But the Bible says, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. He uh, uh, He suffered in such a tremendous manner, but yet he suffered in a godly manner. Glory be to God. He was not reviling when he was, he did not revile again when he was being reviled. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, what I want to share with you is how our Lord and Savior was taught by his Father, Almighty God. He was born without sin. He was the spotless lamb of God, yet he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Now, when he was in the garden, Jesus prayed right before the crucifixion. He prayed, and he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And then in the very next breath, he said, but not my will, Lord, thy will be done. Glory be to God. You see, he submitted 
to his father's will. He surrendered to what he had to go through because he trusted and he believed his father who had already promised him that he would rise on the third day. Glory be to God in the highest. So he knew the grave couldn't hold him, but he knew he had to go through what he had to go through so that you and I could be saved. Hallelujah. The Bible says so that much people might be saved alive. You see, Jesus, our high priest and big brother, he's our example. He teaches us how to go through suffering. There have been times that I have suffered unjustly, and the Lord would not let me vindicate myself. He wouldn't let me speak a word. You know what God said to me? Hush. He said, don't say anything. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He said, I will vindicate you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we've got to learn how to go through suffering the right way. There's a right way and a wrong way to go through suffering. Hallelujah. We should not go through suffering murmuring and complaining. You know, the children of Israel, that was their biggest downfall. What they went through in the wilderness was murmuring and complaining. And they didn't understand what God was doing because, hey, they had just come out of Egypt. God had did a mighty deliverance. He brought them through the out of Egypt and through the Red Sea. But God knew that these people had been down in Egypt 100 years. So God knew that not only did he have to take the people out of Egypt, he had to get Egypt out of them. That's what the wilderness was all about. And that's what God, that's why God takes us through our wilderness experience. He's trying to, he's trying to accomplish something. God said, I brought them out of the world, but now I got to get the world out of my people. Glory be to God. So he doesn't just let us come straight out of Egypt, which represents the world, into the promised land. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. So God takes us through the wilderness, but he said in his word, yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. So when you're going through the wilderness, as long as you know that God is with you, you can make it. Glory be to God. You know that a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not, it cannot, and it will not come nigh us. The Bible says only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked because God has given his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. If that ain't good news, I don't know what is. As long as I got King Jesus, I know I can make it. I don't know what I'm going to have to go through in this life, but as long as Jesus is with me, I know that I'm going to make it. And Jesus knew that as long as he walked in obedience to his father, that the father was with him. Glory be to God. And he had equipped him. He had given him everything that he needed to go through what he had to go through. And he has also done the same thing for us. Glory be to God. He sent the comforter, glory be to God, to comfort us. So when we have to go through things, the Bible says he will lead, teach, and guide us 
into all truth. He actually shows us how to go through the things that we have to go through. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I thank and praise God. Hallelujah. That uh, we've got to learn obedience through the things that we suffer. Because suffering is a part of the Christian life. Glory be to God. We're going to suffer persecution. The word of the Lord says, all that will live godly shall suffer persecution. Glory be to God. And we're going to suffer some persecution in this life. That's 2 Timothy 3 and 12. But as long as we know that God is with us and he's promised never to leave us nor forsake us, so we know that he's with us no matter what we are going through. Glory be to God. You see, we are not to resist suffering or run from it because God has allowed it for us to learn from it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know, we always say, God, if there's anything in my life that's not like you, I don't want it. Take it away. Then when God starts trying to take it away, we start screaming and hollering because it's painful. But God is always doing surgery, surgery on our heart because the heart is desperately wicked. And who can know it? You think you know yourself. Peter thought he knew himself. He said, Lord, I'll never deny you. And then Jesus told him, he said, uh, 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 you will deny me before the cock crows. You will deny me. Peter didn't know that was in him. But the Lord knew. And he loved him so much. You know, this is amazing that God knows everything about us. And yet he still loves us. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yet he still loves us. That's a frightening thought that somebody would know everything there is to know about you. But the beauty of it is that he still loves us. Glory be to God. And he still sent his son Jesus to die for us. He knew that there was no good thing in us. You know, there are some people say, oh, this one, he's a good person. And that one, oh, that's a great man. There are no great people. We just serve a great God. Hallelujah. So God sometimes uses suffering to teach us obedience. Uh, the scripture says, let's look at this, Psalm 119 and verse 67. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. I can, oh, I can relate to this one. Glory be to God. You know, before I uh, became a Christian, I, a, a, a real Christian, because, you know, I went to church, and, and I'm talking to somebody tonight. I went to church. I was raised up in the church. Glory be to God. But when before I really sold out to the Lord Jesus, I'm going to tell you something. I went astray. I went astray from the teachings of my grandmother. I went astray from the teachings of the church. I went astray from the teachings of the Bible. I did not know the Lord, but I knew about him because I went to church every Sunday. But I'm going to tell you something. I was so far away from God when he saved me. It, I, I, I'm telling you, it's amazing that I am a Christian tonight. I, it's amazing that I am 
who I am in Christ Jesus and that he loved me enough to redeem my wretched soul because I was wicked, I was vile, I was unclean. Glory be to God. If anybody deserves to go to hell, it is I. Glory be to God. But God had another plan for me. Glory be to God. And so the Lord, he used my afflictions because I'm going to tell you something. The stuff that I was doing, God was not pleased with it. So I came upon uh, many problems. I suffered many problems. I went through many things, a lot of unnecessary heartache and pain and, and, and rejection and abuse and misuse. And God allowed it because he allowed my afflictions to teach me, glory be to God. And one day, one day, I got it. One day, I got it. I needed the Lord. Hallelujah. I needed the Lord to live this life. Hallelujah. I couldn't do it on my own. I could not come out of sin on my own. I needed the Lord Jesus. I needed the blood to wash me and cleanse me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, sinking very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. I was going down for the count. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me. Now safe am I. It was love that lifted me. Oh, I got to give God some praise right here and right now. I feel the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God has been so good to me. He brought me up out of the muck and miry clay. He brought up my soul from a horrible pit. Glory be to God. He delivered me and he set me free. Glory be to God. I was in bondage. Glory be to God. And the devil had me in his grip. I couldn't get out of it. I, I couldn't do anything but the Lord. He, kept, he broke the chain, and uh, uh, there's a song that said there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. He broke the chains that had me bound. Glory be to God. And the scripture says, like a bird, I escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Glory be to God. But all of that was God's doing. He brought me out. Glory be to God. He brought me up out. Hallelujah. And I got to give him some praise. You know, when I was a child uh, attending church, there was always uh, a fan, a little hand fan that had a picture on it. And uh, I never understood this picture. It had a picture of, uh, of a shepherd holding a little sheep, a little lamb in his arms. And the lamb's little leg was always in an awkward position. So I just never understood that. I never understood why that lamb's leg looked like it did. I didn't understand this until I became an adult. I found out that the little lamb's leg was in that awkward position because it was broken. The shepherd had broken that little lamb's leg. There were two other sheep. Uh, walking beside the shepherd, but they were big sheep. They were more mature. But this little lamb's leg had been broken. And then I I got the story uh, behind that, um, that the shepherd had um, 
broken this little lamb's leg because this little lamb was immature and when foolish and would uh, run off, you know, away from the safety of the flock and away from the safety of the shepherd. And so it was because the little lamb just didn't understand that there was a wolf out there that wanted to devour him. And so um, what, you know, sheep are dumb. Sheep are dumb. And that's why you see people doing all these dumb things because sheep by nature are dumb. And so what happened is, is that the shepherd loved this little lamb so much that he broke this little lamb's leg so that this little lamb would not run off anymore and uh, risk being devoured by the wolf. Now, when I came to understand what that little picture was all about, I saw myself. Just like the little lamb who kept running away from the shepherd and from the safety of the flock, the Lord had to break my leg so I wouldn't run off again. You see, because I thought that there was something exciting out there in the world. I thought I was missing something. I thought uh, uh, sin looked very attractive to me. Uh, It seemed like everybody on that broad road was having such a good time. It looked like, uh, you know, they were prosperous. They were having a good time. And um, it looked like everybody was just, you know, it it, it was really a, a great place to be. But the Bible says that the end of that road is destruction. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that when I got to the end of that road, the devourer was waiting there to destroy me. And then the Bible talks about the narrow road, and it says this road leads to eternal life, and there are few that find it. Glory be to God. So the shepherd broke my leg so I wouldn't run off again and be devoured by Satan who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And God loved me so much that he wouldn't let Satan have me, so he crippled me, glory be to God, to keep me in the safety of the flock. And I thank him for that. I thank him for that. I thank God for my affliction. I thank him for the things that he allowed me to go through. Some of you, you've heard my testimony, hallelujah, and then there are probably some tonight who've never even heard this broadcast, but I want to share with you how for more than 13 years of my life, I was a prostitute. I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was in and out of jail. I was in and out of prison. I've been raped repeatedly. I was even once robbed and stabbed and left for dead in an alley, but God had another plan for my life. You see, the enemy meant to destroy me, but God had a plan for my my life, and I'm so thankful that God reigns. I'm, I'm so thankful for his sovereignty. Glory be to God. And um, the enemy, he used uh, uh, drugs uh, to put a yoke around me. I was addicted to crack cocaine, and then to support my habit, I became a prostitute. So 
Satan was trying to kill me on both parts because I could have caught uh, a deadly disease, and it's only by the grace of God that I didn't, or I could have uh, just overdosed on the drugs, but God didn't allow that to happen either. And uh, God was using the afflictions that I went through. I was in and out of jail. I, I was in and out of prison. I, I've been to prison three times, and God, he would allow me to even go to prison to actually uh, just get me off the street from time to time. I was homeless. I had nowhere to live. I, I slept from pillar to post, and uh, I was just a mess. I was just a, a train wreck, uh, you might say. And so God delivered me. He delivered me because he heard my cry. I remember I cried out to the Lord one night, and um, he heard my cry, and he pitied my groans. Hallelujah. So tonight, I just want to thank you, God. I want to thank you for my afflictions. I thank you for every one of them because they each serve a distinct purpose. You know, I was hard-headed. I was rebellious. But, God, you got a way that is mighty sweet. And he brought me to the end of myself. You see, that's what God has got to do. He's got to crucify this flesh and kill off self. We've got to be broken. Glory be to God in the highest. And I thank him for that. I thank God that I had to be broken. And God allowed me to be broken. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, the, the word of the Lord tells us, thank you, Jesus, that um, a broken and a contrite heart, this is in Psalm 51, that that's, that's what God will receive. You can't come to God proud and, and all boastful, but you can come meek and humble. And, and, and when you are broken, he said that's what he would receive. The scripture said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. That's Psalm 51 and verse 17. And I'm so glad that God allowed me to be broken. I was ashamed. I was I, I was pitiful. I was just pitiful. I, I, I just can't even describe the type of person that I was, but I was I was just uh, uh, wretched. I was evil and I was wicked. And and the and the worst part of it all is had I died in my sins, I was held down. I was on my way to hell. But I read this word. I read it in Psalm twenty two and verse twenty four. It says, For he have not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My God, I thank God for hearing my cry. I thank you. Lord, I thank you so much for hearing my cry. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful, God, that you put a cry in me, and I cried out to you. When my whole life was full of misery and I had failed so badly in every area of my life, God heard my despairing cry. Glory be to God. And I just want to thank him 
I just want to thank him how he used my afflictions, every last one of them, to bring me closer to him. So I, too, am learning obedience through the things that I have suffered. And you are, too. Those of you that are listening to the sound of my voice tonight, you are learning obedience through the things that you suffer. Now, we don't really have to go through some of the stuff that we go through, but it's because of disobedience and rebellion. And the Bible says it's better to obey than to sacrifice. You know, some people, they want to give God uh, some money or they want to give God some things or something, but God is saying that, uh, that uh, you know, everything belongs to him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So God doesn't need our money. God doesn't need uh, anything from us. What God wants is to give us something. He wants to give us a brand new life. He wants to clean us up because he understands that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he also knows that the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. And he came to give us uh, the gift of life. He sent his son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. So, you know, when I think about my past, I think about the many nights that I cried myself to sleep. I cried uh, because my heart ached with pain. And at times, I thought it was unbearable. Uh, You know, I, I really did. I thought there were times I thought, Lord, I just can't take no more. Um, but God was with me. He uh, is a good, good father, and he was with me, and he was right there, and I found comfort in him. I found comfort in his voice, and, um, you know, I just want to thank him. I just want to thank him for just saving me and delivering me, you know, and, 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 and when God saved me, if he had taken me home after that, that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, that I, that would have. I, I I still wouldn't have been. I had no complaints. But God had another plan. You see, everything is all for God's glory. So the things that He allowed me to go through, it was not about me. It was all for God's glory. So He allowed me to go through those things. That when I share my testimony, it helps somebody else. It's to benefit somebody else in the things that you are suffering, the things that you are going through. He is allowing those things, first of all, to bring us closer to him, but also he's allowing it so that one day you will use it to help somebody else. And I got to give God praise. Glory be to God. He allowed me to take um, the, uh, uh, the, the road that I shouldn't have taken Glory be to God. But I thank God how he um, how he used this. He used all of it. Glory be to God. God, uh, he gave me leaders who wouldn't even let up on me. When I got saved, uh, my pastor, he was hard on me. I mean, I felt like I was suffering uh, before I got saved. But once I got saved, I felt like I suffered in the church. I really did. I suffered. Um, I just suffered so many things, even in the church. People talked about me. People, um, they didn't believe that I was really saved. And, and, and some even said there was no hope for me. 
but God was using these people. God was using these things. He um he allowed me he allowed me to go through so much. Glory be to God. And I just have to tell him thank you. You know, Father knows best. He knows what's best for us. I learned how to forgive others. I learned how to do it God's way. I learned how to walk in obedience to the word of God. When I got saved, I began to get into the word. I had never read the Bible, uh, the complete Bible. I had never read the whole thing. Well, I read it from cover to cover, and I still read it from cover to cover. Every year I read the Bible through because the Bible is an inexhaustible book. You can never uh, get everything out of the Bible. Just keeps on revealing and revealing and revealing. So I thank God for it. And I learned how to, um, I, I found comfort in the word of God and the things that I suffered. You know, my family, when I got saved, they didn't want anything to do with me, um, first of all, because they didn't believe that I was saved. And they didn't believe that God could save somebody like me. They believed, they thought it was just jailhouse conversion. And so they were watching, they were watching me uh, like through a magnifying glass. They were waiting for me to turn back to the streets and turn back to my old sinful lifestyle. But um, I knew that God had saved me. I knew that this was the real deal. And so, you know, I didn't even set out to prove them wrong. I just I just wanted to be saved. I just wanted to walk with the Lord Jesus. And even my worst days as a believer, there was nothing that would ever make me go back to my old lifestyle because I realized something about that, that lifestyle that I was living. It was death. That's all it was. It was death, using drugs, prostitution, uh, uh, jail, and prison, all of that. There was nothing but death. I was I was just walking. I was a dead woman walking, and um, God redeemed me from that. So I learned how to forgive people, and I learned how to walk in love. I learned how to let go of things, and especially offenses. I learned how to let go of offenses, and I learned how to obey God no matter what, you know, because um, things have happened to me even as a Christian, but I had to I had to learn how to overcome things. Glory be to God. I, 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 uh, I just learned obedience through the things that I have suffered. Glory be to God. Uh, like the Word of God says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. And God just kept on delivering me. He just kept on delivering me, and I would go through this. And, and then I found how God would bring me through that and heartache and hardships and, and, and trials and tribulations and even being falsely accused of things. God just brought me through those things, and he taught me. It was so amazing how God taught me how to hush in the middle of a storm. He just said to me, he spoke to me one day, and I, I was really being um, falsely accused, and I heard, and I was crying, and I was trying to, you know, tell my side of the story, and this other person was really just trying to out-talk me, and um, I heard the Lord say, hush. 
and immediately my spirit just quieted and I calmed down and that God didn't let me say anymore. I had to learn how to do that because I didn't know how to do that. I had to learn how to trust God and how to cooperate with Christ. I tell you, this is the most beautiful life, being a Christian, and I wouldn't trade my journey for nothing. I wouldn't trade the things that I have suffered. I wouldn't trade them for anything because I wouldn't be who I am today. And the Bible says that God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I thank him for that. I thank him how he has done that in my life. You know, I don't consider myself a special person. God does. He, 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 he's, he's placed an anointing. He's placed a mantle on my life. But it's all for his glory. It's all for his glory. And I thank him. I thank him that his mighty hand, God's hand is not weak. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But if you are listening under the sound of my voice, I want you to know that if you will just let God have his way and you will cooperate with Christ, he will make your life brand new. God is so awesome. He takes the weak things and base things and things that I despise and reject it. And he turns them into vessels of honor. And nobody can do that but God. Nobody. So he wants us to cooperate. Cooperate with him. Go through what you got to go through. Whatever the suffering is, go through it. And let God have his way. Hallelujah. I know the church doesn't preach this today, and they don't teach this. As a matter of fact, many of the churches today are preaching just the opposite, a supperless salvation. But there is no such thing because the word of God says, all who will live godly shall suffer persecution. If you're living for the Lord and you're living godly and you're living a righteous life, even to the best of your ability, you're going to suffer some persecution in this life. Glory be to God. But the good news is, is that the Lord is with you, and he will never leave you. And he is, I pray that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I pray that if you have his spirit living inside of you, you can make it. You can walk the walk because he's given you everything that you need. Before Jesus ascended on high, after he rose from the grave, before he left this earth, he made a promise. He said, I'm going to send the comforter. And he did. On the day of Pentecost, he sent the Holy Spirit. And every believer needs the Holy Spirit to live victoriously in Christ Jesus. You cannot live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He is our strength. He is our comforter. 
We all need the Holy Spirit. So I just want to tell you tonight that the cup of suffering from heaven, it is united with a baptism of fire. If you want to be anointed and used by God, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to go through the suffering. Even when Paul was saved, God sent a prophet to him and said, go and tell him what things he must suffer, great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul suffered. He suffered. Hallelujah. But Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. You see, we got to learn how to let God have his way. God is our strength. And we got to just let him have his way until we get to the point where nothing and no one else matters. Until God is all that we desire, we got to get to that place. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We got to let God have his way. And I thank him. I truly want to thank him. Hallelujah. For all that he has done in my life. I want to thank him for his mighty hand. I want to thank God for his plan. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to bless you and to prosper us. His plan, glory be to God. Let's let's read it. I, I, I want to read it to you. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Hallelujah. This is what he said. I just got to thank him. He says, for I know the plans, the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Glory be to God. He said, then check it about Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I have caused you to be carried away captive. You see, God wants to do a new thing in your life. He did it in mine, and he'll do it in yours. Hallelujah. But we're going to learn obedience through the things that we have suffered and the things that we are suffering. And and that that's one thing. You know, if you have children, sometimes you have to spank your children. Now, I know the law says different, but the Bible says that um, spare the rod, spoil the child, and that the rod of correction drives foolishness far from the heart of the child. So sometimes you have to spank your child. And, you know, you don't spank your child to destroy him. You don't spank your child to, you know, mar or disfigure your child. 
You spank your child to correct your child. It's correction that we're after. So when you spank your child, the child will either learn from it and not repeat, you know, whatever it is that he did wrong, or the child will rebel. In most cases, the child will learn from it and will not repeat it. I know I did some things as a child that were not right. And when my grandmother spanked me, I didn't do those things again. I didn't. I learned from it. It's just like when you tell the baby, don't touch something. Say, don't touch the stove. The stove's hot, hot. All right, and then the baby touches it. The baby's going to learn from that. He will never touch that hot stove again. So we learn obedience from the things that we suffer. Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they disobeyed God. They disobeyed God, and they were expelled from the garden. They had it so good. They walked with God in the cool of the day. God had provided everything that they needed. They could eat the fruit from every tree in the garden except from the tree of life, the tree of good and evil. And they disobeyed God. They disobeyed, and they were expelled from the garden. They didn't have to work. They didn't have to till the soil. All of the animals, Adam named them. He had dominion over the animals, and um, it was total harmony. And they enjoyed the relationship with their creator. They walked with God in the cool of the day. And they were naked and didn't even know it. Why? Because the glory, the glory of God covered their nakedness. But the minute they sinned, the glory departed. And Adam saw that he was naked. They knew that they were naked. And they hid themselves. They hid themselves. They tried to hide from God. And the Bible says that God called Adam's name, said, Adam, where are you? God knew where Adam was. He wanted to see what Adam was going to say. And Adam said, I was naked, so I hid myself. Adam said, God said, who told you you were naked? God knew exactly what they had done. But he wanted to see what they would say. They were disobedient to God because God said, the day that you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. And the devil came along and told them, oh, God didn't mean you were really going to die. You see what a liar he is? 
because to be separated from God is worse than death. So he lied and deceived us. And you know Satan is still doing the same thing today. But Adam tried to blame it on Eve. He said, the woman that you gave me really tried to blame it on God. But God didn't go for that because God gave Adam headship. So for all you women out there that don't believe that the man is the head, just go to the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean that he's to lord that over us women. But it does mean that God holds him responsible for the family. God holds the head, man, as the head, and he holds him responsible for his family. So Adam tried to save the woman, and God said, no, I told you. And even though the woman ate first, Adam still did not have to eat. So when God judged them, he put them out of the garden. Now my man's got to work by the sweat of his brow. That's how he's going to eat. Before that, he didn't have to work. All he had to do was pick it off the tree whatever tree he wanted to pick it from, except the one that God said not to eat from. Now, the woman, her judgment was to bear pain in childbirth. So all of these new uh, uh, new agers, <laughs> that still exists today. Women still have to bear pain in childbirth. So for everybody that wants to say that God doesn't exist and God isn't real, just go to the Bible. The creator, the story of creation, it's all there. But from the day that Adam sinned, he was put out the garden. And then he had to work in order to eat. And the woman has to bear pain in childbirth. And those two things still exist today. Man still has to work if he wants to eat. And women are still bearing pain childbirth. Why? Because they disobeyed God. Disobedience brings a curse with it. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, every way, he was sinless. He was the spotless lamb of God. But he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. My God. He learned obedience. 
And that is why there is suffering in our lives today, in the lives of believers. Now, there's suffering in the world because men are evildoers. I want to read that again in um, 2 Timothy because men are evildoers. Glory be to God. They wax worse and worse. These are perilous times. Glory be to God. These are perilous times. Thank you, Lord. Know this also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth makers, false, accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It's what the word of God says. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Peter tells us, thank you, Jesus. Second Peter tells us. Let's look at Second Peter. I mean, 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 19. 1 Peter 4, verses 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partake of Christ's suffering. That's the message tonight. Cooperating with Christ, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody other men's matters. But if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God be? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let them suffer, let them that suffer according to the will of God Commit to the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto. It says it right here. 
We are partakers of Christ's suffering. As Christ suffered, bled, and died, we as believers are to arm ourselves likewise. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. So when we are suffering for righteousness' sake, let us learn how to cooperate with Christ. Don't suffer as an evildoer, but suffer for righteousness' sake. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And after you have suffered a while, the Lord Jesus, Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Glory be to God. We give God praise on tonight. We give God praise for his word. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us, that sometimes we were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. We, we were once disobedient unto God. Hallelujah. But now we have learned obedience through the things that we have suffered. So let God have his way. Cooperate with Christ Jesus. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to close with this. I want to close with this. Cooperate with the Lord and make up your mind. Come hell or high water, I'm going all the way with Jesus. I'm going all the way with him. No turning back. No turning back. And if I must suffer, I will not suffer as, as an evildoer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I pray tonight for each and every one that's listening to this broadcast that if you're suffering for the cause of Christ, that you will learn obedience to the things that you are suffering. Because our light affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. May God bless you. May God richly bless your life. In Jesus' name, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you tonight live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our message tonight was cooperating with Christ.
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You can find us at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. You can find us on the Internet there. Also, remember, if you want to email us, you can at jet245 at msn.com or P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. That's our mailing address. And if you would like to join us for prayer, you can do so by calling us on the prayer line, the sweet hour of prayer, 425-436-6333. And the code is 716-5050. Our prayer hour is Monday through Saturday, 12 noon to 1 p.m., and on Sunday night, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., that is Eastern Standard Time. So if you live in another time zone, you will have to adjust your time to join us. We invite all to come and join us for the sweet hour of prayer. May God bless you all. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor bidding you all a wonderful evening, and a good night. God bless you. Thank you for joining us.